0: The MLB offseason grades are in from the athletic. How did their panel grade the St. Louis Cardinals lack of moves? How did they compare to other top teams in Major League Baseball? And more importantly, how did they look compared to the rest of the NL Central? This is Locked on Cardinals. You are locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there Cardinals fans, I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals part of the Locked On Podcast Network covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. You can also follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast also available on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe, and comment so you can interact with us. Hit that notification button so you know when the new episodes are being posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Now, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Now, we are uh, getting down to the end of our off season here at uh, Locked On Sports and Locked On Cardinals, so uh, in a couple of weeks from now, we'll start ramping up the episodes again, so uh, make sure, again, you've got the uh, notification buttons ready to go and uh, on and ready to let you know and alert you when uh, the new episodes are coming because uh, it's, the off-season is almost over, it's not completely over yet, not yet, but This is our last day in January, and then February is coming up. And, uh, you know, we've got pitchers and catchers reporting on February 15th, and then the rest of the team is going to be set to go on the 20th. So uh, I guess these kind of uh, reports needed to be done, but the Athletic MLB staff decided that today was the day they're going to release their offseason grades for each team, which gives us something, you know, fun to look into and uh, see what other people are thinking of the Cardinals' moves this offseason. Now, the team did make one significant move, right? Uh, If you're just joining this universe (laughs) of St. Louis Cardinals baseball, uh, the one big move they did was land their free agent catcher, Wilson Contreras, just what the doctor ordered, right? Wilson Contreras is exactly what they wanted. It allowed them to uh, not only fill uh, a major need for them, but it also allowed them to keep their prospect pool intact instead of shipping a a number of different guys to get somebody like the Oakland Athletics, Sean Murphy at the time. Uh, People will continue to argue to this day, and I'm sure it'll continue into the season depending on how Contreras does, but they'll continue to argue that this was dumb, that they shouldn't have done that. They should have made the trade. They should have got Sean Murphy. He's better defensively. He can frame pitches better, like whatever. Whatever nonsense you want to come up with, the argument is out there, okay? But it's kind of useless now, right? You know, the, the Cardinals have Contreras. That's the way it is. Sean Murphy is now... In Atlanta, out of all places, a place that none of us thought he would end up, but the the Braves, they decided to make some moves. uh, Despite having an all-star catcher already on their team, they're like, nah, let's go get this guy instead. So um, the Cardinals were able to fill two major voids with that one move of Wilson Contreras. They got uh, their starting catcher, which they needed and a significant bet to add to this uh, already very good lineup, because it is, uh, you know. But they were losing Albert Pujols, who had, you know, an incredible season last year. Nobody saw that coming, but he provided a ton of offense, especially in the second half. And then uh, Yadier Molina, who offensively challenged last year is a good way to put it, but defensively calling games, being that guy that people like behind the plate, being that kind of captain uh, of the team out there on the field. Contreras fills both of those spots from everything we've gathered you know people really really like Wilson Contreras as a person they like his feistiness uh, his attitude which is very similar to what Molina used to bring to the table and uh, behind home plate each and every day so um, the thing is was that enough to get a good grade you know uh, it was a fantastic move but is it enough now the average grade given by the athletic was a b minus so remember that as we uh, go through all of this but the final grade for the St. Louis Cardinals from the great folks at the at the athletic is a C plus. A C plus. That's um that's not that's not, what? No, you don't want a C plus. That's not good. You know, sure you can graduate with that, but that's not gonna impress anybody, right? Anyway. Here's uh, what Katie Wu from The Athletic wrote, and if you're on YouTube, uh, I've got what she wrote up there on the screen right now, but uh, here it goes. It was an underwhelming offseason for St. Louis, with rising payroll totals falling far short of both the front offices and fans' expectations. The Cardinals made three major moves. Two of those were retaining Nolan Arenado and Adam Wainwright. The third was signing Wilson Contreras, filling an obvious need behind the plate while simultaneously boosting the team's offense. St. Louis does deserve some credit for acquiring the best free agent backstop available and addressing two birds with one stone, but you don't get a top grade for doing the minimum. So that's what Katie Wu had to say. And to that, I say, amen, Katie Wu, amen sister, because that is kind of how a lot of us are feeling. Um, That's why so many fans, including myself, are frustrated with what happened or, as I should say, didn't happen this offseason. The Cardinals did the one thing that they had to do. There was no choice. They had to go get a catcher. There was no way around it. You're not letting Yvonne Herrera and Andrew Kisner be your catching duo this season. You weren't going to let that happen. And from all reports, they didn't try to do much else. You know, when Mo said payroll is going up, I got giddy, just like a lot of you, about thinking about all the ways the team could improve with the free agents that were available. You know, we had uh, the Molina and Pujols money coming off the books. Uh, Wainwright, we weren't sure if he was coming back yet, but we thought about, hey, if that money's available, what can you do with $17.5 million a year? Wainwright decides to come back, but this is going to be his final year. So, you know, moving forward, you don't have to worry about that. That money will become available. So there was some space to not only keep guys they already have, because we knew we had a lot of arbitration people the Cardinals were going to have to deal with, but to also add other pieces who could make this team significantly better. Uh, You were going to have to throw some dough around to make that happen. And we all got excited when we heard the reports when free agency started that the Cardinals were interested in Dansby Swanson and Carlos Rodon. They could be the secret team with Carlos Rodon being that main target. But after those initial statements, what do we get? What do we get? You know, those statements were made by a bunch of different outlets. It wasn't like just one guy just feeding it. But we got crickets. We got absolute crickets after that. Nothing happened. And then you get most statements later on at the winter warm-up about how they weren't really engaged with these free agents as much as some reports had us believe, which deflated our balloon even more because now we know that they didn't really even try to find... Uh, a common ground between some of these big free agents to see if they would take less money to come to St. Louis. They really weren't all that interested in bringing these guys in. As soon as they they saw what it was going to cost to uh, to bring in a shortstop or a Carlos Rodon, and that stinks. That stinks to hear. I w- I kind of wish Mo would just keep his trap shut <laughs> about those things. At least let us speculate in our own minds and think, well, you know, at least they tried. No, he flat out said, yeah, we weren't really all that engaged in these guys." Um, now if this was a middle of the road type of roster, I'd understand being hesitant and making some bold moves like that, but from top to bottom, you've got one of the more complete lineups in baseball. And we were just hoping that they would add on to that and make it not only one of the best, but the best, you know, you grab one of these guys or two of these guys and you become this elite offense that people are like scared to go up against. Now, the starting pitching situation, that's another story because aces don't grow on trees, right? <laughs> you know, it's not easy to find an ace starter. Uh, supply was low in free agency. You really only had like three of those guys. So I'm not going to get worked up about them not getting Carlos Rodan or Jacob deGrom, Justin Verlander. In the end, though, when you knew you weren't going to do that, letting Jose Quintana walk seems kind of stupid, you know? I don't understand that. Maybe Quintana was, wanted to move on. Maybe he was excited to go to the Mets. We don't know. But they let him go. They didn't give him a reason to stick around, even though he clearly enjoyed his time in St. Louis, spoke about it often, even spoke to Wilson Contreras about how good St. Louis was for you. And you let him walk. Um, again, I keep beating the drum for some additions in the bullpen. That could still happen, but so far, nobody has even signed these guys. So, uh, you know, like, like they did say in Dumb and Dumber, you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. I mean, the door hasn't been closed yet, but do we think it's gonna happen? Probably not, the way things are going. Um, but let's look at some of the other teams, okay? Other than the Cardinals. Cardinals get a C plus. Let's start um at the top of their, uh, their grade scale here, uh, they gave the Mets an A minus. They actually gave three teams an A minus. So, Mets get one, which was the highest grade, even without landing Carlos Correa and losing Jacob DeGrom. I mean, imagine if they'd gotten Correa. I guess, I guess that would have gave the Mets an A, but they get an A minus. But they did get ALSI young winner Justin Verlander. They signed Code uh, Singa. Uh, Kodai Senga from uh, overseas. Uh, They also got free agent, Jose Quintana, who I just talked about from the Cardinals. And just to kind of put it into perspective, the difference between the Cardinals and the Mets rotation. So I go to ESPN.com, look up depth charts just to, you know, just to go through, make sure I'm not missing anybody. And they have Jose Quintana as the number five starter behind Verlander, Scherzer, Senga, and Carrasco. Number five. Like for the Cardinals, he was the main starter. He was game one starter in the playoffs for you. He's the Mets fifth, but they went out and spent money and signed him. You know, that's the kind of aggressive stuff that, you know, we're kind of looking for here in St. Louis. Uh, The Mets also re-signed Brandon Nemo, closer Edwin Diaz, and added David Robertson. You see why they got an A minus. Phillies also get an A minus. They landed arguably the top free agent shortstop Trey Turner. Uh, they then went on to sign starting pitcher Taiwan Walker from the Mets. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, who was with the Dodgers, comes over to the Phillies. They traded for All-Star. Now, this move just totally under the radar. Nobody really talked about this, but the Phillies go out and trade for a two-time All-Star left-handed reliever Gregory Soto from Detroit, who throws absolute gas from the left-hand side. Nobody talked about it, really. And it, it happened, I don't know, a week, two ago, something like that. But that's a huge move. That's a monster move. And then the third and final A- minus went to the Texas Rangers, who rebuilt their starting rotation. They got DeGrom, Andrew Heaney, Nathan Ivaldi. They traded for Jake Odorizzi. So big moves for their starting rotation. And I guess they they like those moves, even though Andrew Heaney has never stayed healthy. Ovaldi a little bit uh, underwhelming in Boston last year. Odorizzi whatever you know he's just kind of a depth piece so an a-minus just for going out and getting to grom Uh, if if you say so um but you can see the difference between what the cardinals did and how these teams ended up getting much higher grades now the good thing is cardinals don't have to play those guys in the nl central right you know those guys aren't in there so what kind of grades did the rest of the division get from the athletic we'll get into that next on locked on cardinals so this year the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. America's number one sports book and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for locked on because they are the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. You don't want the number 3 sports book, you? you want the number 1. So, we got FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. You can download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to 3 thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win now FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who's going to score a touchdown uh Eagles currently favored by one and a half in my opinion they've been basically unstoppable all season when Jalen Hurts is healthy at quarterback he's healthy again so I don't see why that would change especially after seeing the Chiefs eke out wins against uh the Jaguars and the Bengals And they got to play at home for those games, you know? So give me the Eagles in this one with that spread. And then uh, as far as the MVP goes, why wouldn't you ride with Hurts? You know, it usually goes to a quarterback. Uh, He's plus 125, but they've got a a ton of other bets, game special bets as well. Uh, You can bet on receiving or rushing yards in a game or even in a half. You can do that uh, by particular players. There's a ton of them on there. Uh, The FanDuel Sportsbook app, it's safe, secure, it's super easy to use, and Best of all, you get paid instantly. Those winnings come to you instantly. So join FanDuel today by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on and claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to check out Locked On MLB Prospects as well. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB Stars of Tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And we're going uh, to have Lindsey back onto the show to talk about these prospects because you're seeing a, a lot of lists come out on a, def- a, a ton of different websites about who are the best prospects. And the Cardinals got a lot of them, you know, with a lot of talent involved. So um, we'll get him on We'll get him on the podcast here real, real soon. He's a good guy. So the Cardinals got a C plus again, this is from the athletic they're doing, uh, off season grades, but the question is, did they lose any ground this off season to the other teams in their division? You know, that's kind of the key here because from what Mo and, uh, Mr. Bill DeWitt have said, the goal is to win the division, get in the playoffs and then just kind of see what happens from there, you know? And if you ask me, that's a pretty lame way to look at it and try to win a championship, but that's what we're working with. All right. That's how they're looking at things. Win the division, get in the playoffs, anything can happen from there. So let's start with the highest grade in the division, which actually went to two teams, the Chicago Cubs and the Pittsburgh Pirates. How about that? Both received a uh, B, what is it, a B minus or B grade? Hold on. Let me pull these up here because uh, I'm going to pull them up onto the screen on YouTube for you guys just just to be sure here. All right, here we go. There it is. It's a B grade. At first, I thought it was B-minus, but it's not. It's a B-grade for the Cubs. All right. Here's their write-up. After years of downsizing, half measures, and PR gaffes, the Cubs committed more than $300 million to free agents, executing a plan to raise the floor of the 2023 season with competent major league players and consistent staples like pitching and defense. A refreshing emphasis on clubhouse dynamics factored into the additions of players like Dansby Swanson, Jamison Tyon, and Trey Mancini. Wrigleyville is always fun in the summer, but the actual on-field product could be really entertaining this year. There's also a case to be made that the Cubs didn't go far enough this offseason by signing the fourth-best shortstop on the market while missing opportunities to land atop of the rotation starter and a middle-of-the-order hitter, that from their beat writer Patrick Mooney. Now, one name that is, I don't know, curiously absent inside uh, this particular write-up, at least for me, was there's no mention of former NL MVP Cody Bellinger, who inked a one-year prove-it deal with the team after having back-to-back down seasons in Los Angeles. Um, You know, if he has a resurgent year, this Cubs team could be very much improved in 2023. Um, Do we believe that Cody Bellinger's shoulder is sound again after two years of having issues since injuring it uh, during the World Series? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, he's a Cub, and we're going to have to deal with him in the division. Then you've got the Pittsburgh Pirates ride up we'll Bring that up onto the screen. A B as well. Working within ownership's tight-fisted financial constraints, General Manager Ben Charrington had to acquire some veterans to show the Pirates aren't tanking while also staying true to the club's build-from-within approach. He spent $30.4 million, which qualifies as a shopping spree for this franchise on free agents Andrew McCutcheon, Rich Hill, Austin Hedges, Carlos Santana, Vince Velasquez, and Harlan Garcia. Uh, McCutcheon's homecoming probably won't be enough to get the Pirates back to 500, but it'll sell a lot of tickets. The Pirates also traded for Jai Man Choi, who I'm not sure they even need at this point, and swapped spare part shortstop Kevin Newman for bullpen booster Dowry Moretta. If a few of these pickups can be flipped at the trade deadline, it will be a bonus. That courtesy of Rob Birintumful. Is that how you say that guy's name? I don't know that guy. I'm not not very familiar with uh, all the writers for everybody else on the athletic, but that's what he writes up about the Pirates. And, you know, I wanted the Cardinals to take a flyer on Andrew McCutcheon if, if they had to trade away one or two of their outfielders to go get, you know, an ace starter or another piece that they needed. But that didn't happen. And, Andrew McCutcheon in a Pirates jersey looks right, doesn't it? Like, watching him bounce around the league, I don't like it. I like Cutch in a Pirates jersey. I think he's where he belongs. Uh, But outside of that, I don't see what the big deal is. You know, none of these moves are all that great. Uh, But they gave the Pirates a B for effort, I guess. So... There's that. Uh, We're going to go through the final two teams in our division. Of course, the Milwaukee Brewers, who the Cardinals battled with for first place in the Central last year, and the Cincinnati Reds. So we'll talk about their grades next on Locked on Cardinals. Now, if you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and the calories, then you got to try a Bilt Bar. My goal this year is to eat healthier. I've already started like I'm, I'm eating a lot of. Really good for me things, clean foods, and not so much of the garbage, not so much of the snacking, the fast food. I'm getting away from all of that this year. I, I want to feel good. And I wasn't feeling good after like October. And one of the ways to feel better and feel healthier, but also taking care of that sweet tooth is by eating built bars. You know, you don't want to compromise taste and you want to be healthy. Built bars perfect for you, and what makes them so good is, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So if you're a chocolate lover, this is right up right up your alley, and you'll notice the difference. Believe me, you will compared to to other protein bars that are out there. And what's even better is they're healthy. Only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, a whopping 17 grams of protein for muscle health are packed in each one of these. And now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club, whichever one's easiest for you. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. The other day, I went to the Walmart near us just to see if they were out there because, you know, for, for years, you've had to order at built.com and then you got to wait, which, you know, we want our stuff right away. And there they were, Built Bars sitting right there. Uh, you can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club instead, run in, grab that 13-bar box, with uh, their hit flavors, brownie, batter, and churro. And, of course, for more information on all their new and delicious items and upcoming flavors, be sure to check them out at Built.com. Now, the next highest grade went to the Cincinnati Reds from the uh, Athletics off-season grading scale here. Uh, judging the NL Central, the Cincinnati Reds got a C C+, just like the Cardinals. Uh, C. Trent Rosecrans writes, and I'll bring this up for you guys to uh, read it up on YouTube. So there you go. Although C. Trent wrote a lot more than the other people on this, uh, on this project, so I-, I had to cut off part of it because I can't squeeze it all into one screen. But here's what he wrote. Maybe I'm feeling generous, but not much was expected from the Reds, and they delivered more than not much, even if not by much. The team added Will Myers on a one-year deal, and there's a world where he hits well at Great American Ballpark, and that's a prospect in return at the trade deadline, kind of like, you know, Brandon Drury did this past year. Uh, while the team isn't necessarily better by trading Kyle Farmer and trading for Kevin Newman, the charge the charge for GM Nick Krawl was to cut payroll. And those moves achieve that goal without a huge drop off in production. The team added a pair of catchers in Luke Maley and Kirk Casali, who used to be with the Reds. Uh, while neither of them, neither of them, those moves, m- while neither of them moves the needle much. Yeah, reading is fun. Adding a pair of catchers allows the Reds to use Tyler Stevenson more as a designated hitter and even at first base, Luke Weaver was another good low-risk addition to the rotation. The Reds' moves this offseason weren't expected to make them, you know, win, but they did help move on in its rebuild with a minimum of detrimental moves. This exercise is grading what the front office did, not what it was asked to do by ownership. That grade is an F for the record. Yours truly, C. Trent Rosecrans. Now, the Reds are in a, a full rebuild. We know that. They are not expected to be any good this year. Um None of those moves scare me like Will Myers, whatever, dude. Um, But they do have some young talent. Let's let's give them a little bit of credit there. Jonathan India hurt all season last year, but was your 2021 NL rookie of the year winner. Uh, He could have a bounce back season. Uh, Starting pitcher Hunter Green looks like an absolute loot stud. Um, You've got Nick Lodolo, who seems like he's got something to offer. Um, And if the carcass of one Joey Votto can be anything like he was in 2021, they may win a few more games, but if Will Myers and Luke Weaver additions are a C+, then in my opinion, Wilson Contreras getting added to a team should be worth at least a B in my eyes. I mean, really? Will Myers and Luke Weaver equal Wilson Contreras? Come on now. And then finally, we've got the Milwaukee Brewers who also got a C+, despite being part of that huge Sean Murphy deal. Uh, Will Salmon writes up this part about the Brewers. The front office deserves a B, possibly higher. They executed a few good trades, including a great one that landed them, catcher William Contreras, whom the club feels could be an exciting player in the market for years to come. They created flexibility in the infield, replaced Hunter Renfro with Jesse Winker, and added pitching depth. Having dependable options for the back end of the rotation in case of injuries is no longer an issue. The ownership group's lack of spending lowers the grade. Their biggest free agent signings have been Brian Anderson and Wade Miley. While those players are helpful on the margins, the Brewers didn't change the conversation in the National League Central. Well, um, the team that most people thought would be the biggest rival for the Cardinals to win the Central this year um, is still the Brewers. And that trade, you know, again, it kind of came out of nowhere. You're like, wait, what? The Brewers are involved with the Sean Murphy deal in Atlanta? What is this? William Contreras had a great year last year, but the Braves were ready to move on so they could get Sean Murphy. So is Wilson's brother did what he do last year. Is that something he's going to continue to do? I don't know. Why would the Braves get rid of him and go get another guy if that was the case? But um they did. And now he's a, a Milwaukee brewer, so we got to deal with him. Uh Jesse Winker coming back. Um if, when you're not hitting a great American ballpark, your numbers are gonna dip. All right. Ask Nick Castellanos. He goes to Philly, and look where his numbers went. Uh, Winker went out to Seattle, had a terrible year last year. His numbers could go up again because we know the Milwaukee's ballpark is a hitter's ballpark. So they might go back up again, but I don't know if he'll ever reach the the levels he was a couple seasons ago when he was an all-star. Wade Miley was somebody I've always been interested in. It doesn't matter where he pitches because he just throws strikes. He's just good. So that could be a good addition, but he was basically hurt all year last year for the Cubs. But it seems apparent to me after going through all of these that the Cardinals grade of a C plus is it's more punishment really than anything for not doing more than they could or more than they had to. You know, they got Contreras and then they just kind of were like, all right, we're good. And I think they're getting punished for that in these grades. Uh, when you see how every team in the division made multiple moves. I mean, look how long the write ups are on some of these other guys. And then the Cardinals are just like one little blip. Wilson Contreras. Um, You know, they they did things. They switched the dynamic of their teams up a little bit to try to improve where the Cardinals made one move. So it's kind of hard to be happy with the effort of the front office. And you're seeing that from these riders uh, at the Athletic. Now, the Cardinals are a really good team, okay? Nobody's going to say they're not. Uh, They're very, very good. They're banking on younger players that they've developed to improve this team, instead of going out and spending money on free agents. And perhaps that's the right way to go. It's certainly the cheapest way to go. But if any of these guys now remember these guys right here, that I'm a list for you, 25 years of age or under. All right. They're young guys. Lars Newbar, Nolan Gorman, Jordan Walker, Dylan Carlson, Juan Yepes. All right. Those are five impact bats who are hopefully coming into their own this season. All right, you're looking for a bounce back year from Dylan Carlson. Do we think he is as crappy as he was last year? He's got to be better than that, right? He's closer to the 2021 version than what we saw last year. At least that's what we've been told, okay? I'm going to believe them that he's going to be better. Juan Yepes has his hit everywhere he's gone. Nolan Gorman has hit everywhere he's gone you know gorman you know had to get sent back down last year because he wasn't getting enough at bats but you saw the potential and the power jordan walker we haven't seen him at the major league level yet but everybody under the sun and moon thinks he's going to be a superstar and then there's lars newbar who analytics say he's going to be a very very good player we'll see if it it shows up on the field but all of these guys are young and they're cheap <laughs> so Maybe the Cardinals are doing it the right way, you know, instead of spending, you know, $5 million on somebody like, uh, you know, Dickerson this past year, instead of doing that, going out and getting somebody just to get somebody, they're going to trust the guys that are already in their system. So um, we'll see if the Cardinals have made the right move by doing that. Um, then this offseason grade, if it pans out, if they all pan out, then this grade means diddly poo, Right. And if they happen to sign, you know, a Matt Moore, uh, Will Smith, Andrew Chafin, that grade's going to go up and it's going to get, you know, more into that B area than where it is at C plus. But as it looks right now, it's a well-deserved C plus because of all the things they didn't do, unfortunately. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB Stars of Tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So check him out if you get a chance. You'll enjoy him. He's a good guy. Now, if you haven't already done this, be sure to like, subscribe on YouTube. Please follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked On Cardinals.